classically, uh, we've got a microphone problem. I've <laughs> <laughs> I've updated my phone, uh, as in I've got a new phone, and there's no hole to put my microphone in. So I didn't even know. And my old phone has been tidied away, and uh, I I just don't know where it is. So I'm, and I mean we're in Bolton anyway, so I'm like twenty five miles from home. I, I, I like I like the fact that there's like a suggestion that none of this is your fault in any way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, do you know? Because we're going on the market again with our house. Um, I've spent all yesterday doing jobs, and this morning rushing around doing jobs. And uh, I'd got my bag, which has got all my recording stuff in. I didn't think for one minute that there'd be a problem. It's the same phone as I had. It's just like a newer version. Anyway, so um, let's have that music and pretend. Oh, oh yeah, and also your um, fire alarm keeps intermittently chirping. So that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. So this will be a fun one. Hopefully <laughs> it doesn't sound too rubbish. Because <laughs> we the whole reason of redoing it was because the sound was bad. To be more professional, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, episode six with a cock up. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's enjoy that funky music, and then we'll start. Hiya. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Barely Legal, the Comedy War podcast. Yes. And that was smooth. That was rightly <laughs> done, wasn't it? I'm Alex Boardman, you're Chris Keogh, you're a barrister, I've got a law degree, we're both comedians. So you texted me before. I should have been here at what time was I coming? Half past eleven. You said like half you said half eleven slash twelve. Right. Said. And the text read uh don't come until quarter to twelve. I'm just doing an hour of bird watching. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the most key old thing ever. I laughed out loud when I got that text and I was like, who else? And you didn't even have to have your name on it. I was like, there's only one person. So did you see any birds? I did. Um I'll t- should I tell you what I saw? I listen well, in d- order in which I saw them because I, I can remember can that you? generally. Yeah. I bet they they'll go on, I've got a theory so, anyway. I have, you've got a theory, all right. They'll all be pretty sh- birds. Right, okay, yeah, I didn't see any, you know, like there ostriches any or anything no, exactly. like that. But, exactly, know. that's British wildlife anyway. Yeah, yeah, so they were all sort of small. But so I saw a pair of chaffinches were the first two <laughs> birds that I saw. Could you not sit and look out your window and see no, them? No, I don't see any birds in the garden. That's why I have to go up, like, up the road to the woods to see it. <laughs> um, I saw um, a bullfinch. That was quite exciting. You don't Jesus. see them very often. They're quite nice, bullfinches. Again, they're probably... Tiny, weigh about a gram. They're about that big, yeah, yeah. I know that, that for our listeners at home, they can't see what that is, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a finch. It's not like massive, a potato, like an average size, medium, small potato, really. Medium sized potato, probably, yeah. Right. Um, what other? Other birds that I see, I saw some long tailed tits. <laughs> Rubbish, um, though. <laughs> no, Rubbish. They're, all, they're all nice, these birds. I saw sparrow. I saw three different birds of prey. Right. So I saw a sparrowhawk being hassled by a crow. That was pretty cool. Wow. Um, I saw a kestrel on a wire, and then it flew off from a wire. Really? That yeah. sounds like a. That's what we should have called this podcast: kestrel on kestrel a wire. Law. <laughs> kestrel, <laughs> kestrel on a wire. wire. <laughs> that's like we should write a novel. Yeah. With, uh, um, and I saw a buzzard as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Buzzards. Out of them, kestrel sounds the most exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, worth standing in the woods for an hour well, with binoculars. I, I was having a walk, basically. So I had a walk like up right. the road and then up like onto the moors and then back down and what have you. Um, so I had deer in a field. 
That's good. That was quite cool. Yeah, was yeah. it a boy deer or a girl deer? Um, I don't know. I think... Did um, it have big horns? No. Well, it'd be a girl then, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it might have been a young one, though, as well, because it, like it was like quite a way away, so I can only see it through my binoculars. <laughs> I didn't have anything to judge it by in terms of scale, you know what I mean? There wasn't like an average-sized man stood next to what it. What a bleak morning. Be. So, no, it was lovely. And I took some like, took some photographs of the scenery <laughs> and stuff like that. Wow. So, um, squirrel. Yeah, I see lots of them on dog walks. Yeah. The dog wants There's to loads of them, isn't there? get Squirrels at them. Nowadays. Yeah, hundreds. And they really like taking up. They've got really bad attitudes. <laughs> they, have they? They've do, got bad attitudes. Have, well, squirrels used to sort of know the place. As right, in, okay. you know, most things can eat you. Yeah. So back off. You've got amazing hearing and good smell and great eyesight and you're very fast, but don't push your luck. Right, okay. Whereas now they're like, you practically trip it over squirrels on a dog walk because <laughs> the dog's on a lead as well. They, they're really smart. They know when a dog's on a lead and when it's not. Right, And okay. what they can, you know, how much they can risk. This is all starting to sound a bit like sort of like rodent-based racism. <laughs> yeah. Here. Well, they, that's too the many bit. of them and they don't know the place. Well, exactly. You, you know, that's... Do you know what? They're effectively rats with long tails, aren't they? And they shouldn't be as encouraged as people. I see people feed, you know, like, yeah. Throwing food for him. Also, should squirrels be eating chips? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe <laughs> not naturally, just, no. The world's gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this is what it must be like to be racist. Yeah, but, yeah. But with people, but with people instead yeah. of squirrels. You get angered by squirrels, like, not <laughs> yeah. knowing the place. And then, like, imagine imagine how angry you'd be. Like, I just don't think I have the, I'd have the energy to be a racist. Nowadays. No. You know, like... Just, you know, see, every time you see, like, an advert and it's not got an entirely white cast, and you're like, oh, this is driving me. Yeah. What is this? Political correctness gone mad, you Well, the John Lewis ad, because you mentioned this, is getting a lot of stick. Yeah. Because an alien, I've not seen it, an yeah. alien comes to England, let's say, probably, yeah. and the alien is non-gender specific. Yeah, so, like all aliens have always been in every yeah, single sci-fi thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, they all look the same. <laughs> yeah, but so this one's driving people mad. I don't, I've not seen the advert and I don't know any instant, but I just keep seeing like people, people's like criticism of the people that are getting angry saying, yeah. it's just an alien and it's just an advert. Why are you so cross? I couldn't, yeah. I never delve anymore to find out anymore. I go, that's enough information because <laughs> if you find, all you have to do is one click off the Daily Mail. Who'll, yeah. who'll lead that story is like, bonkers John Lewis and then, <laughs> you know. It's like, you know, they are, people go mad. Like, there's, there's also, like, they still, I think the alien's white as well and then the family in it are black. Right. And that's got people annoyed. Yeah, well. that, that's... But, like, there was... So the same people that last year were boycotting Sainsbury's because they had a black family in their Christmas advert. Yeah. The same people are boycotting John Lewis now. And I was like, I don't think any of you go shopping in Sainsbury's or John Lewis anyway. No. Um, and how ridiculously sad is your world? That's the sort of thing that you think that but, it's... I, don't, I, I can't understand people at all. Well, then there's... I've really... My, one, of, one of my big problems with racist people is they never f- as committed to it as they think they are. So they'll boycott Sainsbury's and John Lewis, but then go for a curry... That yeah, night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or you should be a hundred... So the, the hypocrites drive, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. well, they're just like drive a Japanese car. Yeah. Or everything is too... It's not like a hundred... If it was a man living in a hut, 
that was made in Anglo-Saxon out of mud and straw. And he was living 100% that way. And went, yeah. no, no. And um, he was like, this is what British culture is. Yes. I've painted my face blue. Yes. I'm eating berries I've foraged. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I'm worshipping pagan gods. <laughs> Children dying of dysentery. <laughs> yeah. and... I'm committed to it. I'll, I'm only 28. I'll be dead myself in two years' time. <laughs> yeah. You know. But yeah, good on you then. Yeah. At least, at least you're. At least you're consistent, least you're consistent in your yeah. views. Yeah. And but they're not, are they? They they're just like, oh, come on, let's go to IKEA. Oh, it's full of foreigners. <laughs> but they shot the Swedish. <laughs> what you... Anyway, um, I, I don't know what case we're doing. So the format now is we go. Oh, that reminds me of a case. But yeah. I don't know if it will. No, uh, th- well, that bit won't, probably. Will um, any bit about bullfinches or deers? Um, no. Um, <laughs> so, do you, do you remember the last episode? So I mentioned the past, didn't we? Did Oh, is the past? Well, so... this, this is set in the past, like all of our cases are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, like, Minority as Report. As opposed to Minority Report, I'm, I'm reported on cases from 2027 or whatever. Mm. So how do we get around this, then? I know. Do you remember the last episode? when we did an intro that reminded us of a case. Mm. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember that. So I, I, remember. I remember. So what is this week's case? This week's case is a classic, right? It's... Uh... Hi, I'm DPP. No, no, no. That's no the, let's, yeah. I think that's the most classic. All right, okay. No, no, it's, it's not. A, it's a classic in terms of... It's sort of funny and... Snow White. You know, it's not funny. Snow White, what are you talking about? The dwarves, they're amazing. All right. They're are hilarious. They, are they supposed to be funny? Of course they are. The dopey's just constantly... He's, no, he's, like, he's the light relief, isn't he, from like, what is a real oh, macabre Oh, come on. They're all light relief. Doc's not a real doctor. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Grumpy's hilarious. Sneezy's funny because he always sneezes. Sleepy, whatever's happening. Oh, he's nodded off again. They're yeah. all funny. <laughs> You've got narcoleptic. <laughs> yeah, and then dope, dope is like a classic clown. He's... And then a woman dies and a, and a man walks in and gets off with her dead yeah. body. You know? Christ, can you imagine <laughs> it now? It'd be utterly cancelled. <laughs> cancelled, isn't it? But um, also, the prince does like, does he not just kiss her and then brings her back to life with a kiss? Is it not True Love's first kiss, or is that another one? That's the idea one? of it. Yeah. Or is yeah. that that's Rapun- or is that Sleeping Beauty? True it's Love's all first kiss. a bit sort of mixed up, isn't it? Sleeping Beauty. Just uh, before we do our case, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I used to have a routine about all these like um, fairy tale type situations, um, and then I started doing it because I saw another community with a very similar routine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can't really do that now. But in Sleeping Beauty, I didn't realise this, is that I always thought that she was asleep until True Love's first kiss woke her yeah. up, right? But actually, she's asleep for specifically 100 years. Yeah. And then she will wake up in any... The, the prophecy is that she'll wake up after 100 years. So the prince kissing her it makes no difference whatsoever. But no. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, it's, so I don't know what... It strikes me that he's just made all that up. She's woke up and caught him. Kissing in the act, and then he's gone. Oh yeah, and told her some story about she's still half asleep, you know. And he's <laughs> brought her back to life. I don't think you're right. There. No, it's like, it's exactly one hundred years. No, because her mum and dad are still alive. No, they're not. They are. No, look it up. Oh right, so she's in. Is she not encased by like there's thorns, and he has to chop them down? Yeah. So yeah. They've grown up. 
Right. Yeah. So maybe the prophecy is that in 100 years' time you'll be saved so by a prince. So she's 16, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And the prince is 20. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'll literally just die. <laughs> he wakes her up and she'll just Wearing wumble. Wearing clothes from like a century ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, like some sort of hipster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> This would be a much better version of Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) Um, So what's the case? So the case is Fagan and the Commissioner of Metropolitan Police. Right. So let me explain what we're doing. So we're we're still on Actus Reus, right? Right. And we've we've discovered in the past few weeks what Actus Reus is, that it's the the actual sort of, you know, the act, basically. Yep. Um, And that it has to be a conscious act. You know, you you can't sort of do it. Accidentally, yeah. But what about... Omissions, like when, when does a failure to act, when does that become? Yes. Does that, can that become a crime? Because in some circumstances it can. So, so like Parliament, for example, can legislate to that. So there's quite a few things that are criminal offences, which is a failure to act. So, for example, um, if you don't file a tax return, that's an offence. Yeah. And that's, you've not done anything, you've failed to do something. <laughs> feel know? like that's aimed at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, or cases of neglect, like neglect is a failure to carry yeah. out certain acts to ensure that your kids are looked after and so on and so forth. So there are those things. Um, but what about there are some cases where can an omission become effectively an act of an offence? So in this case, it's a matter of, of assault by battery. But, right. And we'll go through the facts in a minute. But the question is, does, does the assault by battery occur by a failure to, to, to do something? You know, okay. bear that in mind as we go through okay. the facts of the case, okay? Um, I'm trying to remember it, but I can't remember Fagan again. Divisional Court. So it's in the Divisional Court, so it's, which is an appellate court. The um, the judges involved are uh, Chief Justice Lord Parker. Right. Um, and Justices James and Bridge. Right, okay. okay. They're all very normal. Very normal names, yeah. Um, and it's from 1968, and the... Uh, 31st of July, 1968, is when the judgment is handed down, okay? Do you know the other reason, if I would have had my other phone, I could have used to record on, I could have used this current phone to now quickly Google 1968, what year was Sleeping Beauty brought out, and it could be round about that time. Right, okay. I think Snow White was 50... That was in the 50s, wasn't it? It was about 1951 or something. That was like the first ever feature-length Disney film. Yeah, and Sleeping Beauty's miles later because they did a few... They did loads of the Pinocchio, Dumbo were all... And they were doing one... Bambi. They were doing one every couple of years because it took so long to draw them. So you thought that... Right, I've just Googled it now while you've been talking on my phone. Sleeping Beauty was uh, released on the 29th of July, 1959. Oh my God! So nine years out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll see what films were released in Disney. Winnie the Pooh. Ooh, it's a bit rubbish. Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day. There you go. Maybe they were doing Herbie films by then. You know that Beetle that Herbie Goes Bananas. I, I used to love those films. Did you? Yeah, yes. yeah. There was, used to be on at school quite a bit. I remember when you used to bring videos in, and it was like you could have a video day at school. Yeah. Herbie was one of the things you used yeah. to watch there. Herbie Goes Bananas. It was just. It was as good as it got in those days. <laughs> a car going mad. <laughs> going mad. I wonder how Oliver Twist was, because this is Fagan, maybe. But anyway, let's not Google films. No, no, We're no. already miles off track. Yeah, yeah. So um, so these, these are the facts of the case, okay? So on August the 31st, 1967, um, yep. the appellant, uh, which is Fagan, was reversing a motor car in Fortune Gate Road, London. I remember NW10. this. NW10. Yeah, I remember this. 
when uh, police... Good, because the entire premise is that we remember these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Police>. <laughs> I absolutely remember it. Yeah, when Police Constable Morris directed him to drive the car forwards to the curbside and, standing in front of the car, pointed out a suitable place in which to park. It's <laughs> the good old-fashioned Bobby in that, isn't it? Back yeah. Back in the 60s. You the park here. I should stand and make sure you do exactly <laughs> yeah. as I require. Yeah. Now, at first, the appellant stopped the car too far from the curb um, for the officer's liking. <laughs> <laughs> Morris asked him to park closer and indicated a precise spot. The appellant drove forward towards him and stopped it with the offside wheel on Morris's left foot. <laughs> Get off, you are on my foot, said the officer. <laughs> I, I love that this is clearly from his pocket notebook yes. entry. This is what I said to him. He was probably writing it as he was saying, Get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get off. <laughs> you cat. Um, so, get off, you're on my foot, said the officer. F*** you, you can wait, <laughs> said the appellant. <laughs> I can't, no, I can't help think, but the officer has sort of caused a lot of this himself, you know, by going, you park here. Yeah, and that's then not near the curb, I'm actually park right here. Yeah. All right, then, I'll park as near the curb as you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, F*** you, you can wait, said the appellant. The engine of the car stopped running. Morris repeated several times, Get off my foot. <laughs> the appellant said reluctantly, okay, man, okay. <laughs> like, man. Clearly, <laughs> you know, and this this will all be from like, the officer's version yeah. of the interaction, without a doubt, you know, that, yeah. that's what the statement's from. And by saying, okay, man, okay, he's clearly decided to portray him <laughs> as a hippie or a raster or something, yeah, you know, yeah. some other sort of group of society that isn't <laughs> considered to be sufficiently normal for everyone's purposes. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so he said, okay, man, okay, and then slowly turned on the ignition of the vehicle. And slowly. Slow, I mean, how can you, can you slowly ignite something? I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, and reversed it off the officer's foot. The appellant had either turned the ignition off to stop the engine or turned it off after the engine had stopped running, as in, so they don't know whether basically the car had stalled or whether he deliberately turned it off whilst. Right. After he'd known that he <laughs> right. was okay. okay. PC Morris's foot. <laughs> right, so... The justices at the court sessions on, on those facts of the, of the original court were left in doubt as to whether the mounting of the wheel onto the officer's foot was deliberate or accidental. Okay. Right, yeah. And they were satisfied, however, beyond all reasonable doubt that the appellant knowingly, provocatively <laughs> and unnecessarily allowed the wheel to remain on the foot after the officer said, get off, you're on my foot. And they found that on those facts, the assault was proved. Right. Now, what the argument here was is that at what point is there an assault? Because... At the stage, what what Fagan claims is that he accidentally drove onto his foot, so he he had no point. So while the actus reus of actually driving onto his foot, which is what caused the damage, he wasn't he didn't have the mens rea, he didn't have the actual intention to yeah. drive it on there. So therefore, there's no offence committed, is what he says, and and just discover you know, and after he's informed it's on the officer's foot. He then says a failure to remove the car is is not. An access race because it's an omission. Yeah. And the actual offence of assault by battery is, is it requires an action as opposed to an omission. So that that's the yeah, argument. Yeah, I believe him. It's a great argument, but he yeah. won't he won't get away with that. Um, yeah. So what it says here. So so Mr. Abbas represented the appellants, represented um, Fagan. That was counsel there. And I mentioned counsel's name because counsel's name, counsel for the defendant, uh, for the respondent, has got a brilliant name. Right. Like that's the only reason I mentioned the counsel's name. Um, yeah. So 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 Mr. Abbas suggested that. 
Um, there's no act on the part of the appellant which could constitute an actus reus, um, but only the omission or failure to do so, and then therefore that can't in law be an assault, despite the fact that you have to admit that he's behaved sort of inappropriately or wrongly, morally, by failing to remove yep. it. That's not what we're testing. Now, Mr. Rant, the responder, <laughs> argues that the first mounting of the foot was an actus reus, which act continued until the moment at the time at which the wheel was removed. During this continuing act, it is said the appellant formed the necessary intention to constitute the element of mens rea, and once that element was added to the continuing act, an assault took place. Yeah, right. which okay. is also a very good argument, isn't it? Yes. Probably. Yes. I mean, I, yeah, I think we know where this is going to go. That's great. Mr. Rant sounds like a Viz character, doesn't it? It does, doesn't like it? Like a brilliant, angry... <laughs> Have you seen uh, Haiti Cockpins? <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> in Viz they've got this character yeah. who's called Haiti Cockpins and it's this really angry woman who hates everything. And she'll... So it's just like her opinion column and she hates everything. So she <laughs> say, what is it with... Most people really like grandmas, don't they? Like, they're all very nice and sweet. Well, I can't stand them. <laughs> I think they should die. And <laughs> I, for one, will happily dance on their graves. <laughs> and everything they do is like that, about puppies or whatever. Like any, yeah, anything Every, that's popular. Yeah, she just hates everything nice. <laughs> <laughs> So Mr. Rant could be her husband. Yeah, Mr. Rant of Council is a great <laughs> name for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what what the what the court say is that um, is that the the question arising before them falls to be decided on the facts of the particular case, as all cases do. So so they say an assault is any act which intentionally or possibly recklessly causes another person to apprehend immediate and unlawful personal violence. Although assault is an independent crime and is to be treated as such for practical purposes today, assault is generally synonymous with the term battery. So there is a difference there. And we'll, we're going to come on in later episodes to specific offences and, and yeah. what the difference Hopefully. Um, there is. Hopefully, yeah. if I can yeah. get a yeah. microphone yeah. sorted. Yeah. Um, and so, it, so they're synonymous. So basically, on the facts of the present case, the assault alleged involved a battery. So the battery is the actual physical damage to the foot, in yeah. essence, um, as opposed to an apprehension of violence. Um, so where that's just like a threat of it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can assault someone over the phone, you know. Yeah. So, um, and maybe we'll do a case about <laughs> like that. Like in a cartoon when a fist just <laughs> comes out of <laughs> yeah, the receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where an assault involves a battery, it matters not. In our judgment, they say, whether the battery is inflicted directly by the body of the offender or through the medium of some weapon or instrument controlled by the action of the offender. So the issue of it being a car, of course it can be a battery as well, or, hmm. and, and an assault. Um, and this, in essence, you can use a car as a weapon if you, if you decide to do so, which is fairly common knowledge now, but possibly this is in the 60s, might have been an issue for, for debate because yeah. it was fairly new that lots of people had cars. Um, so, so basically they say there's no difference in principle between the action of stepping on a person's toe and maintaining that position and the action of driving a car onto a person's foot and sitting in the car whilst its position on the foot is maintained. Now, I wonder what would happen if he got out of the car and walked off. Yeah. Um, that would make... I'm not sure. Um, so what they say is that to constitute an offence of assault, some intentional act has to have taken place and a mere omission cannot amount to an assault. So that's cleared up. So basically, so what he says... Fagan is correct. My failure to remove the car off the toe of and of itself can't be an assault because it's an omission to do so. Yeah. Um, now, 
what um, what they find in this case is that effectively both axis, both the axis race and the mens rea have to be present at the same time, um, and they effectively agree with Mr. Rant that this is a continuing action. So it's actually this case doesn't decide that an omission can be an offence of an assault, but at the point that he becomes aware that the from start to finish of driving onto the toe, even though the mens rea wasn't present to sort of effectively eventually removing them. That was all one continuous action, all caused by the one person, to be fair. You know, he didn't find himself suddenly in a car no. that was on someone's foot. He drove it on there. He turned the engine off, probably. We don't really know that, but yeah. he, I would suggest that he's turned the engine off. Um, and he's um, he's then removed it eventually after turning the officer to himself <laughs> or whatever it was he said. Um, and and after several, you know, after being made aware definitely that 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 that, that it was on his foot, so that there does come a point at which the access rates and the mens rea coincide, and therefore the offence is made. So that so this is what they say: there was an act constituting a battery, which at its inception was not criminal, because the because it was there accident. was no element yeah. of intention, but which became criminal from the moment the intention was formed to produce the apprehension, which was flowing from the continuing act. Yeah. Okay. So the fallacy of the appellant's argument is that it seeks to equate the facts of this case with such a case as where a motorist has accidentally run over a person and that action having been completed fails to assist the victim with the intent that the victim should suffer. Yeah. So that would be different. So if you knock someone over and then didn't accidentally yeah. and then didn't assist them, you wouldn't have committed an offence by failing to assist them. Right. Why again? Because there's no... Continuing, there's no, there's no, it's not a continuing act. It's a different thing. What well, maybe presumably though, if they were stuck under your car and you just, no, I'm not, I'm not well, reversing. Well, potentially, yeah, that, that'd, be be different. Similar, yeah. that'd be different. That'd be different. That'd be the same as this. But it's like you, you would commit other offences, such as such as a, you know, driving away from the scene of an accident and things yeah. like that. But there's a reason why that is a specific offence. It's because actually, there would be nothing in law to prevent you from driving away. You didn't actually legislate to stop you from doing that because. The omission of failure of you know the failure to help wouldn't be an act in itself um, of an assault. So that's what it is. So basically, they dismissed the appeal on the basis that the assault is proven at the point that he's made aware because it's this continuing act. Yeah. Now this is slightly different from a case we're going to talk about, which is about specifically omissions, um, because as I say, they actually I think in an interesting kind of way. They've clearly thought that we can't let this bloke get away with this, in essence. No, is what yeah, it I is. think so. And, and it's on a copper as well. And it's on a copper. Um, so his evidence will be taken as, as being absolutely correct. Yeah. You know, and obviously this stoned guy, or whatever it is, <laughs> they presented man. him in court, um, as, as has acted incorrectly in refusing to move it. And his attitude towards the incident is clearly not. Look, he's fed up. Right, so hypothetically then, right. Imagine Fagan uh, has done, has driven onto this copper's foot, but Fagan's deaf, so he doesn't know, and he goes away and he walks away, uh, leaving the car on the on leaving the copper's foot under the car. Right. right. So that's no offence. There'd be no offence there because he was not aware because he's deaf. So he's not heard so, the copper so, say so anything. So he's gone in by accident. He's then turned off, got out of the car, and he's not Just heard. walks away. He's not heard anything. He's not heard the shouts. He yeah. thinks he's done whatever. He might be on the curbstone or something. Yeah, he's yeah, not bothered. Yeah. So there's no offence there. No. Right. So then somebody, this deaf Fagan now has accidentally left his keys in the car. Yeah. He's Fagan's walked off, but then 
uh, Oliver has come along, um, <laughs> and the cop is going, "Help me! Help me! My, I'm on my foot is under this tire. Yeah, you get in the seat. You you know you're old enough to drive. You can drive. Reverse this car off my foot." And Oliver says, "No, I'm not doing." He just carries on, walks on. He's not committed an offence either. No. No. Because he's not part of the continuation. No. He's not... That would be a specific omission for him. It's just an omission. Um, it, would, it would only be... The only time an omission, basically, can be... Um, can be constituting offences where there is a legally imposed duty to do something. So right. That's imposed because of statutes or circumstances or, or whatever. Um, and this is what the next case we'll talk about with this proves that, that consolidates all of that thinking. So, yeah. So, Oliver wouldn't, be, wouldn't have committed an offence either. Um, it's interesting, like the idea of like leaving leaving the vehicle as well, because it was suggested that might make a difference. Um, but Mr. Justice Bridge disagreed with that argument. He basically said, "How could his how could the officers how could PC Morris's position have been any different? It might have been worse if he'd left the vehicle because yeah. there would have been no one there to remove the vehicle <laughs> at all." Um, and and so the fact he's sitting on it and all of those things he said are actually irrelevant at the point that he's no, he's aware that he's driven onto his foot. And he's refused to remove it. At that point, he's committed an offence. So if he'd removed it earlier, as as soon as he'd said, "You've driven onto my foot," yeah, there'd have been and no corrected offense. the mistake. There would have been no offence. So it was the continuing act of leaving it on his foot. Yeah, and that created the point at which access rights and mens rea were both present, and therefore the offence is made out. So if you've enjoyed this episode, <laughs> well done. <laughs> Firstly, um. So like and subscribe. Subscribe, you don't think you can like. Subscribe yeah. and tell someone else. Recommend us and because we're trying to uh, become popular. <laughs> After 48 years of being alive. We're trying to be, really trying to become popular and it's failing miserably. <laughs> uh, thanks.